with every Roman construction, the Romans gained some kind of almost godlike appearance for themselves. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. On today's show, I brought on Philip from the YouTube channel Historia Militum, and we talk about the bridges that were built by Julius Caesar to cross the River Rhine. Let's give it a listen. Could you give us a self-introduction? Just tell us who you are and all about what you do in your YouTube channel. Yeah, my name is Philip. I'm the director and narrator of the uh, Historia Militum YouTube channel. So uh, we focus on ancient history, primarily on military history. So Historia Militum stands for history of soldiers. So we try and keep it more military oriented, but we also go into economics and all those other fascinating things about ancient Greeks, ancient Romans. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And uh share my passion about Roman history. So thanks for having me, Miles. I'm very excited to have you on because you talk about a lot of different topics. There's a wealth of knowledge that you have in your videos. How did you get started with this channel and and what got you to where you are today? Uh, you know, um, I guess like a lot of businesses, it kind of started in uh, in in COVID, just like I was sitting at home, you know, uh, nothing, nothing much to do. But I've been reading up on history and I was a really big fan of Roman and ancient history in general for many, many years. So I was pretty well read on the topic and um, I knew exactly what spots on YouTube are kind of very well documented, very well covered by other YouTubers and what uh, sections perhaps are not so much. And I was particularly very interested in Roman military history. And there wasn't a lot of videos, actually none videos covering like the individual legions and all that. So I just thought I'd jump on that. And uh, through the years, I've, I consider myself very lucky just um, how much uh, my audience has responded and enjoyed my videos, my content. They allowed me to turn this into a full-time um, basically job for myself, grow my team. We are now a team of five to six people working as freelancers and all very passionate about what we do. So that's how it started. And uh, yeah, we're currently two and a half years in. So yeah. And your guys is, I would say, one of your specialties is actually getting the people there, how it was. Like you do a lot of videos on forts that are my favorites. Like you do a fort that's in the UK, you do one that's in Egypt and then various places. Is that your team yeah. that helps you make those? Yeah, for sure. That's uh, one of my favorite uh, series on our channel right now. We do 3D reconstructions of actual forts um, in their actual locations. Um, and we collaborate with uh, several archaeologists that actually have access to these papers. A lot of times they're in different languages. Like uh, we're currently working actually on one that's going to be a fort or, or we're going to be reconstructing a section of the frontier between the Romans and their Germanic tribes. So that's the Rhine frontier. And we're actually working and trying to translate German into English and get all the necessary information we can to reconstruct uh, fortifications, watchtowers, all that kind of things. And yeah, it's been uh, really great. And um, I really see this as a really good opportunity 
and just just for immersion, just for people to sort of get inside and, and see what it was like back then and hopefully bring a lot of people into this uh, sphere of history because there surprisingly isn't that many people, um, isn't that many, uh, are, there aren't that many YouTubers that are uh, going into this stuff. So I'm happy to keep it going. Yep, I agree with you. Um, you have a video where you explain something really cool that Julius Caesar did. And it was a bridge that he had built to -hmm. go to battle. Could you tell us about that and what was the situation, what he did and, and just the details of building that bridge to go to battle? Yeah, so um, a little bit of backstory. Julius Caesar uh, was a yeah, very famous general who was given uh, several northern provinces of northern Italy uh, to garrison. And then he kind of went on the offensive pretty quickly and started um, being engaged in a lot of battles in, in Gaul. Uh, Gaul, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, ancient France, uh, just the location which, which France is on right now. Um, and geographically speaking, um, it was there were two predominant uh, cultures in that area. There were the um, where modern day France is, that is Gaul, and then on the other side of the Rhine River, uh, it was where the Germanic tribes were. And Caesar describes the Germanic tribes as being more more hostile, more sort of barbaric, less civilized than the Gauls, which also made them much fiercer warriors. And the Romans, uh, the battle against Ariovistus, which Caesar had just finished uh, winning against the Germans. It was a very hard-won battle. He just finished uh, defeating them, and um, they were pretty, pretty proud, and um, really didn't feel like they wanted to bend under Rome's will. And uh, Caesar felt that threat that the Germanic tribes would invade into Gaul, whereas Caesar was trying to almost like take Gaul for Rome and also protect his Gallic allies who were under constant raids by the Germanic tribes. And then again, there was this natural river, which was the Rhine River. It was a very dangerous, natural frontier, really strong currents, very wide. It was like, um, it has an average width of 1,300 feet. So very dangerous. And the Germanics, uh, the way they would raid across it, they would just get on boats and just carry themselves across. Yeah, so Caesar set about dealing with this problem and... He wanted to engage with the Germanic tribes in their homeland and put a put an end to these raids. So he set about constructing uh, a, a bridge, which is something I think it wasn't only the first bridge ever created in human history against the Rhine River. I, I believe it could have even been like the first sort of idea of like, wow, it's possible to create a bridge over this massive river. So he kind of did the impossible for the time. And in a way, he was sort of like a like a pioneer of Roman engineering, just in the sense of just on the Rhine frontier. But, uh, you know, engineering was interpreted from the Greeks and perfected very well by the Romans. But yeah, so um, the first challenge Caesar had with crossing this river was that it was very, very dangerous, very turbulent. Uh, the flow rate in it was something like 2,000 cubic meters per second. So he had to find a very good location to cross. And uh, first thing you might think, um, he should find you know an, an area to cross with his 40,000 strong army that is kind of narrow, like a narrow portion of the river. But um, the thing with narrow portions of the river, the current is 
much stronger and uh, the ground underneath the river where it's narrower is filled normally with stones, boulders. So it's kind of hard to put any structure in place there. But so what Caesar decided was actually to cross at a rather wide area of the Rhine River, which is actually flows um, kind of, well, not as strong as in the narrower sections. So um, yeah, in, in just 10 days, he came up with a, with a marvel of Roman engineering. Uh, his 40,000 strong army was able to construct a bridge, a wooden bridge, and just march his whole army across. How long was it again that it took him from idea to crossing over? Just 10 days was the time of the construction. So yeah, yeah, 40,000 men he had at his disposal. But still, um, that is quite a quite a feat because first of all, you have to organize, you know, try organizing 10 people to do anything you want. But there's uh, 40,000. So that really speaks a lot about the discipline that the Roman military had and also um, the talented engineers. We actually don't know who exactly it was that, whose exactly idea it was uh, to build the bridge. But actually, the construction of it is also really um, fascinating, if you want me to get into that. Yeah, please. Let's let's get yeah. into that. Yeah. So the whole thing had to be constructed by wood. So they literally carved out like an entire portion of a forest for this. Uh, the amount of trees they would have to um, prepare was was insane. But Gaul and Germania had really tall, strong trees. So, um, yeah, first of all, what they did is they constructed this uh, pile driver, which... Uh, they put on sort of like a floating raft on the water. And what a pile driver was, was it would, it was like this pulley system, which um, when you pull the rope on one side, it suspends a very heavy stone up into the air. And then when you release it, it sort of acts as a hammer against a beam that you could put to the ground of the river. So that's exactly what they did. They got on these rafts, uh, took a really long um, beam, um, and these beams were like two and a half feet thick. So very, and I think like 40 feet tall. So very big um, trees. And uh, they put two of these beams together, fastened them, and they pointed it towards the ground. And not perpendicularly, actually, to the, to the river, but slanted at an angle against the current, because the current was very strong. That was the, the primary difficulty of this mission. So they slanted it like into the river. And then with this uh, pile driver, they would hammer it in with this heavy stone, literally into the ground at the bottom of the river. They would continue to do so until they had piles on like like a line of piles going from one bank to the other. And they did the same from the other side in such a way that these beams, these uh, supports or, or legs of the bridge, if you will, were facing each other. And then between they fastened, yeah, in between and along the bridge, they fastened really long beams to hold the whole structure in place. Um, and that was the most difficult part. And as Caesar describes it, if you're having difficulty picturing it, is uh, like the stronger the current actually pushes, the the stronger these beams hold together because they're slanted against the current uh, towards each other. The like the stronger the whole structure holds together, um, which is which is true to an extent, of course. And yeah, once the once the main structure was complete, they just uh, placed planks over it, and uh, the whole bridge is estimated to have been anywhere from 120 to 400 meters, which is about 400 to 1,300 feet long, and about 25 feet wide. So it was quite a quite a big uh, construction. Enough to get an army of 40,000 across, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So what did they do once they got it built and went over? They they went and warred with the Germanic tribes. 
Yeah. Yeah. How long did that last? And, and was there anything significant that came from that? Yeah. So, um, he marched across, uh, the river and actually, uh, one thing I failed to point out before the bridge construction is that one of the Roman allies, the Ubi tribe, they're called, it was a Germanic tribe across the Rhine. They were the ones that actually asked the Romans to come across and help them defeat an enemy tribe, which is the same tribe, the Suebi, the same tribe that Caesar had defeated recently and that has been really defiant against Rome. So Caesar had it in his interest to, first of all, defeat the Suebi and also help his uh, Germanic ally. Actually, the Ubi tribe, which were the allies of Rome, they uh, offered to send boats, like like ships. They just said, here, Caesar, take our boats, just carry your army across. But uh, Caesar, which he says, um, he, he thought it was beneath the dignity of the Roman people to accept boats accept help from this northern germanic tribe almost like who do they think they are helping us you know romans who who do whatever we want so uh sort of in a in a triumphant display of of pride he he constructed this bridge and went across and uh once he did he met up with the ubi tribe they were happy he crossed and you could imagine like the the shock in their eyes of, of everyone who saw that bridge and um just it was it was hard to believe for that time that they did this and the Suebi tribe which Caesar had crossed to fight they were shocked not only by the bridge but also that the Romans came across so quickly and they retreated into the forests to await the Romans and um, Caesar well now that he crossed he had to make a show of force so he actually began burning several of the Suebi villages just to like show them who's boss basically but upon realizing that the Suebi were ready for battle deeper in the woods, he chose not to fight them because, well, he still had a lot of unfinished business in, in, in back in Gaul and he did not want to lose his men. Also, he thought it kind of futile to waste manpower and energy on this Suebi tribe. So, yeah, in only 18 days, he marched back across that bridge and de- destroyed it. I guess you could imagine the uh, the emotions of the soldiers as well, who spent 10 days constructing it and sharpening these stakes and beams and planks, and then just in 18 days having it completely destroyed. <laughs> That's what I always think of too, like this great thing that he built and then he just destroys it. I get I get yeah. the concept behind it. You don't want your enemy crossing and yeah. giving them yeah. an easy way. But what I really love about this story too is he won the battle before he went to battle by building this bridge exactly yeah and and there is so many analogies and lessons you can take from this story that being one of them and just the other fact too like how he just went in and built this bridge just to show hey we don't need to use these guys boats we don't need any favors here we're just gonna go in we're gonna build it we're gonna cross it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I kind of, I'm kind of like, where's that mentality today? You know what I mean? So with this bridge, was there any other bridges that were built by Julius Caesar to kind of help with the Roman conquest with the Germanic tribes? Um, yeah, there was another one, actually, the the brother to this bridge, the exact same bridge, the exact same type, everything. He built it two years later in almost the exact same spot to once again go over to the Germanics, who were again uh, causing a bit of havoc on that side of the Rhine. Um, and he did the exact same bridge. He, this time he mentions that it took him a few days, but we don't know if that's the same 10 days or something. 
probably. But he marched across, um, similarly burned a few villages just to make sure everyone knew just how easily uh, the Romans could cross and bring the fight to them. But this time, however, when he crossed back across the second bridge, he only destroyed the portion of the bridge that was on the eastern side so that like the western side of the bridge was still constructed and that was done he says just in a way to sort of you know not let the germanic tribes rest and that anytime they could come just finish this remaining section of the bridge and just like march their army across and to protect this he built like several four-story high towers and fortifications and left uh, two legions near the bridge just to guard the bridge um in case uh so so yeah you could see the germanic tribes were quite a quite a force to be reckoned with that caesar gave them that importance but yeah as you said the most interesting thing of all is that he sort of won the battle before it even began and uh here's the thing with caesar he is a very smart guy like history kind of has him recorded as a very merciful and and very nice guy and that's how he portrays himself in his commentaries but there is a second side to him and that's that he is very ambitious and uh, cunning and smart and he was a very talented public speaker that could manipulate and change the opinions of people to his benefit in a way this whole episode with building the bridge especially the first bridge just building it and destroying it completely with that he really aim to bring the support of the Roman people back home because he knew that everything he does, he recorded in his commentaries and it would be read back in the city of Rome and he needed public support at this time. So it was also a political move. Caesar did not have the backing of everyone in Rome and he was in not very good terms with the Senate. So um, what he wanted to do was secure this sort of fascination and marvel of what he could do and what the legions could do if you, you know, supported him and sent him more troops, more money. So in a way, this was a, you know, yeah, he wanted even even just <laughs> not only against the Germans, but also against, you know, uh, the whole world. The Gauls saw that the Romans were pretty capable people. And when when they meant business, you know, it was it was it was it was something because um, no one in that region could construct anything of this size. And with every Roman construction, the Romans gained some kind of almost godlike uh, appearance for themselves. And um, Caesar nicely mentions in another siege where they constructed these massive siege towers to take over this Gallic town. He said that the Gauls, after they captured them and asked them, they like they saw these moving towers, like massive, you know, what were seven, eight story colossal constructions of, of wood just moving towards their walls. They just thought, you know, that there is no way the gods are not on the side of the Romans. Like they, they have some kind of divine aid that's present behind them. So in a way, yeah, Caesar was aware of the impact all these constructions had. And the bridge, I think, was an example of like he really didn't need it. Um, he did it just to appease the masses, just to gain um, this crazy support. You know, he was the first man to first Roman to ever march across the Rhine. Um, it was something unbelievable. But he had his own um, ambitious motives behind that to make that happen. With Julius keeping the commentaries, was that his personal journal or was that like a law where he had to send in a report? What was that all about? How do we get so much information about these bridges? Um, yeah, good question. We don't know exactly. It could be unique to Caesar alone, uh, just because we like he's probably the only general that who, of who we have such detailed commentaries. Or it could be that he was just 
so famous that they were they kept being translated through time and we got them but probably it was a thing unique to caesar and interestingly they were all written as like in third person like caesar went there he looked at this river he called his engineers but actually it was caesar very closely behind the writings of these papers he probably had a a scripter somebody who who would write these uh under his very strict counseling but uh he was yeah these you could basically say these are caesar's words men we have to end this one here we have more of philip coming on to talk about the romans thanks everybody for listening (laughs) 